Greetings, travelers. Welcome to the Law Seekers podcast. Grab an ale and join our two adventurers as they share their tales of misadventure in the land of Tamriel. Here they are at their usual table. Jibs and cash. What's going on, dude? Oh, oh hey. Ben. It's been great. How are you? Oh, what man. can I get you, boy? Um, I will take a, uh, I'll take a Balmora Blue for me, please. Old Sweetheart Stout for me, please. Ooh, yeah, nice choice. All right, patrons, welcome to the show. This is episode one of the Lore Seekers podcast, where Elder Scrolls Online is king. We're your hosts. I'm Jibs. I'm my good buddy here from uh, Southern Tamriel, Cash. Yes, my friend. We are back. We are Dude, we excited. are back, man. We've got tons to talk about. we got worlds to talk about, my friend. Yeah, yeah, we do. Absolutely. And now we've been gone for quite some time. Uh, at least two years. <laughs> it's been It's been a while. And to us, this is a huge deal simply because... Well, hang on a minute. They need to know why this is a big deal, why this is important. Cash and I have been gone from podcasting for over two years, and, you know, we kind of up and left everything we were doing. Well, you know, some doors close and other doors open. I think we both had a lot of things going on in our lives that uh, transitioned us from doing what we were doing, which was super fun, by the way. And I think we had both, every time we talked, no matter any time we got together and talked, it was always in the back of our heads what are we going to do next? What's our next show going to be? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. It was this way for over two years. Like, I knew on our last show, and by the way, just a heads up, Cash has been, Cash, tell them everything you've been involved with. Tell them everything that we've been involved okay, with. Okay, so, um, long-time gamer, I think I think JB and Jibs and I are both veteran gamers. Um, in and out of the MMO space, um, and really, that's that's where my love is. My love is where MMOs lie. And um, right. So yep. coming back to uh, to Elder Scrolls, I've, I've been to and from Elder Scrolls Online several times. Huge fan of all the single player games. But through the years, we've done podcasts on uh, Star Wars: The Old Republic. I, yep. I was a co-host on uh, Old Republic Radio, right. which was actually my first first show. Uh, then we came back and did uh, we did like a short-lived show. It was probably about fifteen or so episodes, which is about all you can do for uh, Diablo Three. We're all super excited <laughs> yeah. about that one coming right. out. Right. Uh, we podcasted on Wildcast together. Yes, we did. For Wildstar. Wildstar. Yep. It was a while ago, and that uh, that show actually still lives. Uh, we just kind of relinquished the reins to that show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Pretty much. We uh, we lost interest in the game a, a bit, but. Um, and that, geez, what else have we done? Then, then's our, our big show, mm, the baby, the big show, yeah, the level up morning show, which was yep, super. That fun. one was it was super fun. Absolutely, that was by far my favorite show. So hopefully for all of you who have uh, been a part with us, Cash was a part of those. This is actually my sixth show that I've been a part of, been able to create and produce. And um, this time, Cash and I are doing this one together. So we're really looking forward to, you know, putting this together for you. You know, my past shows are Wildcast for Wildstar. I did a show called Impact Radio. Did a Level Up Morning Show. The Overwatch Initiative uh, for Overwatch. Um, so we were in the middle of doing these shows 
and I knew things were coming down the bend where we were just going to have to stop, and our lives kind of took a turn. And so we've been gone for two years. Too long. Yeah, too long. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, we've kind of leveled up in life, and um, we're back doing a show. I never dreamed that we'd be doing a podcast for the Elder Scrolls Online, ever. Like, when we started this, just to give a little heads up, we, um, <laughs> we started discussions, like, not even three weeks ago, maybe two, two and a half weeks ago, that, you know, like, hey, we were just talking, and the conversation naturally went to, do we want to do a show for this game? We need a show for this game, because there was only two options at the time, and the, and the two shows that are out there, they're great in their own right. The Tales of Tamriel and Elder Scrolls Off the Record, both great shows. Absolutely. And, um... I just felt like I wanted to add, we wanted to get back into it, but also I felt like, you know what, let's do something, let's put another flavor on this wonderful Elder Scrolls pie that we all love to eat. And so just to give a little, you know, people options. I, I think. Plus we want to get back into I, it. And yeah, <laughs> I mean, we miss podcasting for sure. And I would be lying to you right now, Mr. Jibs, if I didn't tell you that I was a little bit nervous and I think I think you you can probably resonate that same fact. And the reason being is because we're coming into an MMO space that is pretty darn well established. Oh, absolutely. So, Four Elder Scrolls Online. Game. If you have played the game, I won't even say since launch, but I'll say it, because that would create uh, that would create that you've been doing it continuously. I think there's a lot of us that have started at launch. We we actually started um, in beta. We played the oh, beta. Yeah pretty significantly Long time ago. Yep. and then when the game came out i just think that we didn't feel like the game was where it needed to be and i since have been back probably two or three times with some other you know mm -hmm. pretty highly pretty well-known mmos in the in the middle of all that time but this time around something is different for me and i think it's because mm -hmm. over probably the past year year and a half i would i would venture to guess since one tamriel since the launch of One Tamriel, yep. Yep. Elder Scrolls Online has come into its own right as a freaking powerhouse in Agreed. the MMO space. But so yeah, there's so much to absorb, and and it, it like when you when I first started playing the game um, in its early early infancy, it was really difficult for me to just absorb myself in the game because yeah there's a lot of stuff to do but now it's so overwhelming oh, that if yeah. you get bored with one thing you move to another and for a new player it can be a little bit daunting at first yeah but the absolutely. systems that they're putting into the game now really make it accessible for a wide range of, yep. of people and and as i say this i will say this as a, as a slight caveat at any one time during our recording I will. You'll probably hear meowing because I have several kajits in my house, and they live upon my lap and up about my person <laughs> all the time. So, oh man, gotta... yeah, and we keep some kajits here in the unknown tavern. By the way, we're actually. Uh, we hope you notice something a little bit different with the show. We are broadcasting from our favorite taverns in Tamriel. And you can actually find us in-game right now. If you find us in-game, take a screenshot, and we'll put this all over our Twitter feed. But, you know, yeah, man, this game is huge. And three weeks ago, I mean, this show, first and foremost, Lore Seekers, is all about the new player. It's geared towards helping the new player with this game. Because that's really... 
Now, Cash has been back for many, many months, but I'll be the first to tell you, and I'll be candid. I just came back to the game three weeks ago. I haven't even hit my first billing on my first subscription yet. Like, I'm coming back to this game, and I'm reabsorbing it, taking it all in, and it's totally... I mean, I never thought, you know, like... I never thought... I mean, we'd visit this game many times, and I wanted to love this game. I wanted to play it. But something in it just didn't click with me. And now when I come back, and we've got the Dragon Bones DLC, which we're going to be talking here in a new segment here. Um, so we got Dragon Bones DLC. We've got... I'm finally able to enjoy the Dark Brotherhood. The whole one Tamriel experience just allows me to go wherever I want to go and whatever I feel like for the day. Like that to me, an MMO. It's huge, it's open world, it's in a franchise that I've loved since Morrowind on Xbox, the original Xbox, way back in the day. Like this is, for me, this is coming home. That first time I stepped in Satanine in Morrowind, I oh, dude, it brings like a tear I'm to your eye. You hear that music? It absolutely. It brings a freaking tear to your eye. Oh, man. Absolutely. It resonated so much with me because as soon as you land on the docks, you see this note that, you know, is kind of kind of glowing, kind of introduced everyone to the new, to, to Morrowind. But for right. me, but for me, I'm just like, I know yeah, this, I, I know this, I know this. I think, too, the, re- the so fact like that we are going to cater this podcast to to the newer player. It not only it not only resonates to where we're at because yeah, yeah I have been back in the game for a little while I am absorbing content I've been absorbing content like crazy I, mean, I still right. watch in my right. off time I still watch YouTube I, I read the lore books I don't we don't claim to be lore experts at no. in any way and that's why no. I think we're calling this the Lore Seekers podcast because we aim to learn about the world of Elder Scrolls and Tamriel and Nern. We want to learn all about that right. with you. Absolutely. So that's why we're going to cater this from start to finish for the newer player. Right. And when we talk about, when we do our, our lore lessons, we're going to do our lore lessons and we're going to talk about the very basics. Right. The other the other casts that are out there are, are fantastic. If you have not listened to the other two shows, please go listen to those shows. They're very good shows. Yep. Um, uh, Tales of Tamriel and Elder Scrolls Off the Record, those guys are so well established in this world that right. sometimes when I'm listening to the shows, I got to rewind 30 seconds, rewind a minute to just try and figure out what they're talking about with their lore because they're so much, they're so advanced in the things that they're talking about and they know the world so much. So right. if there's other people out there that are like that, like me, like listening to this, to the advanced lore and just going, man, I have no idea what that's about. We're going to teach you the basics of where all that comes from. So really, we're looking to kind of play off of those guys and kind of help them out a little bit so people can understand their cast a little bit more just because they know so dang much. Right, right. Yeah, and I mean, you know, we'll, that whole lore bit we're going to have in a little bit called Lore Lessons, and we're actually going to have a schedule up on our site. You can go there right now at loreseekerspodcast.com, and at the top of the nav bar, you'll see Lore Lessons. You can click on that. And you'll see where we're going to go every week. You'll see what we're going to be talking about in the lore lessons. So you yourself can actually read up on everything that we're going to be talking about. So you can relate more to what we're talking about in the following episodes. So, yeah, Cash, this is all about the new player. This is all about... I mean, this cast isn't not about being hardcore. This is not all about min-maxing your characters. Now, mind you, we will be talking about that. We will be highlighting community builds that we like, things that we've seen that we really enjoy. We'll be showcasing the, showcasing those. 
on the show. But, you know, you can expect that on the show. Uh, we are going to be obviously talking the news. It's important to keep you guys informed. We're going to be talking patch notes. We've got all kinds of fun segments. We've got lore. We've got interviews. We've got the mailbag segment. Or at any time, and as you can hear, you can hear right now in the tavern, you're going to hear people laughing. You're going to hear bards singing. You're going to hear, uh, well, at some point, randomly, we'll have a mayor courier uh, come up to us. Give us give us some mail. Talk to us. You never know. Maybe the prophet will show up later. But we've got all these fun things we're going to do for you guys here on the show. And you can email us. It's right there at loreseekerspodcast.com at the bottom of the page. Or you can call us. You can call us, absolutely. We will um, put together all the voicemails. We'll play them on the show. You can hear your voice in the podcast, and we'll answer your questions. Or if you just have a comment, etc. But you know what? We've got some news, man. We do have some news. Are you ready? Yes. <laughs> uh, to the news. <laughs> all right. So now this actually released to us on PC quite some time ago, but... It's definitely important for us to talk about it now, uh, especially now it's been released on console. We've got the Dragon Bones DLC game pack in update 17 that's now live, and it's across all platforms now. And you know, for those of us on PC, you know, we, you and I, both are playing mainly on PC. Um, it's been out for a while, and it's a really it's good update. An amazing update, and that's another thing that I will say about uh, Zenimax Online Studios is one of the things that they are doing that a lot of the other MMOs out there cannot quite capture is their steady release of content. Like quarterly, they are doing something. You know that you're getting something else, whether it's a quality of life release or whether it's a gameplay release. There's always new stuff coming into the uh, into the Crown Store, um, which I'm sure we're going to get into. I think people yeah. kind of love and hate the Crown Store at the same time, but <laughs> we can get into that in, yeah. at a future time. Right, right. Yeah, I mean, Dragon Bones... Um, I am going to uh, just throw it out there and say that I have not been able to successfully complete Dragon Bones oh, yet. Oh man! The, uh, right. Uh, part some of the DLC because it is freaking challenging. Yeah, yeah. I was watching the YouTube videos on it. I haven't been able to get into it yet. But dude, those mechanics, man, that's like entry level raid mechanics. Absolutely, and uh, that's the one thing that you'll notice too with a lot of the uh, the later DLC that's come out. Um, even though like it, they they end up coming up on the rotation when you do your uh, random dungeons if you, you ever use a random dungeon finder which is just outstanding to use if you can stay on pugging uh, which normally is not that bad you know, people kind of figure right. out what to do every once in a while you run into a turd who does <laughs> who cues as a healer and he's yeah. got like 10 magicka he has yeah. no idea how to heal so yeah, but you, you know you yeah, try and help those people as much as you can and <laughs> I will I will say this too as a caveat to that a lot of the latest DLC that's come out has been incredibly challenging. Way more challenging than yeah. some of the earlier dungeons and some yep. of the other content. I have actually had, like when I was learning to heal, I have actually had people, hey man, hop into our Discord, join us, and they coached me through stuff. They looked awesome. at my build. They, they helped me with stuff like that. And I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. I've never been a part of a community that has done anything like that. Now, right. of course, things like Discord make it really easy to hop in. Like Discord and TeamSpeak make it really easy oh, yeah. to hop into sure. uh, chat with other people. And a lot of times they require that. So the thing that I like about the newer DLC and Dragon Bones included is that there is there's a challenge to that. And there's so many more new mechanics 
that it requires a lot of coordination. It requires basically like a raid leader, even if you're going through uh, the oh, dungeons, yeah. you know, Absolutely. just like a regular dungeon. If you're doing it for the first time or the first couple times, sometimes those mechanics actually require somebody to walk you and talk you through it. So that um, intricacy in, in the, this content that's coming out makes me a very, very happy MMO player. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah, I mean, absolutely, I agree. This, It's like, with this, with these two new dungeons, they've got... <clears throat> excuse me, I mean, I know this update's been out for a little while for PC, but you know, this being the first episode, we're going to talk about it with you guys. So the Dragon's Bones DLC has two new dungeons, Scale Caller Peak and Fang Lair. Now, I watched a video on Fang Lair, and right. I was just like, oh my gosh, like, you are so, so incredibly right. It's almost like entry raid level mechanics with this stuff and it's going to take somebody who totally understands raid organization and you're definitely going to have to be in a pre-made you're going to have to be in a VoIP I mean it just makes it so much easier I mean if you do if you still use vent you can use vent <laughs> but these dungeons you know I love the fact that they're nailing this because there's other games that are out there like SWOTOR like you and I both are huge Star right. Wars junkies you and I both I mean, we always will have a special place in our heart for Star Wars, but the PvE in Star Wars Elder Public really struggles in that game as far as, you know, endgame. And, you know, when I came back, this content is nuts. This is truly an MMO. It's huge. It's massive. And this content, the new dungeons, this, it's so well done. The mechanics right. are legit, yep, man. They're beautiful. And the, one of the, the biggest things that I like, too, about... Uh, their new releases for dungeons are like the scale caller peak uh, Zan, the Zan the scale caller has returned with a new patron the Daedric Prince of Pestilence Pyrolite, or Pyrolite. everything that they do not only are the dungeons gorgeous but at the same time they are interweaving lore so they're not only making the lore hounds happy for the most part I know they brought back a dragon and that might not sit well with a lot of people <laughs> in this particular time <laughs> yeah, period. Right. But uh, the way that they did it, a necromancer brought this dragon yes. up. You know what I mean? So, right. right. It reanimated it. And that, to me, that that brings me back to Oblivion. Because I remember in Oblivion, you know, stuff was always reanimated. You're always fighting these reanimated right. corpses Long live 24-7. The necro. <laughs> right. Awesome. Absolutely. I agree 100%. Like, I love the way that they're doing this. It furthers your love for the lore, especially if you're new to the lore, which I know we're going to talk about in a little bit. But, you know, with this DLC, yes, we've got two new dungeons, and then they drop the Collector's Bundle. For those of you who are, you know, you don't have the Dragon Bones DLC yet, if you don't have a subscription, you can totally do this. You can just buy it, and uh, you get some pretty legit-looking stuff. So with this Collector's Bundle, you get it's 4,000 crowns in the Crown Store, which is... Quite a quite a bit of money. <laughs> no, <laughs> uh, it's not cheap. The DLC you get the Fang Layer Courser mount, and that looks legit. I love that mount. It's completely the whole front end. All you see the horse's bones and the skull. He's got an He's overbite. Got... <laughs> That's all I see now. Thank you for that. Yep. He's got an overbite. <laughs> oh, you can't see it. He does. Oh man, it's definitely an overbite. Oh. It reminds me of the um, what was it in the World of Warcraft? The mounts you get from that dungeon. Oh man, I can't think. 
this beginning boss, it was like a 2% chance, I don't remember, but anyways, one of the warlock mounts too, I guess, you know, they're all kind of boned out on the on the legs, and then the, and the skull in the front, and the armor, so. Yeah, don't, that one doesn't look as good as this one. <laughs> yeah, that's true, <laughs> that's true. So, the small, uh, small bone dragon construct pet, that looks legit, that thing is Tool. Bad. I love the pets in this game, and I never, it was always kind of, one of those things that was always an add-on to me, like, yeah, cool, a pet, but man, these pets are legit. They are. It's so good. So good. So, uh, we also get the, oh, you get the five, uh, five crown experience, uh, experience scrolls, so you get all that with the bundle. Me, myself, I think at some point, I'll eventually get that horse, maybe the pet, but, uh, man, this stuff is not cheap. Even the horse by itself is like 3,000 crowns. I know it's it, it's almost worth it if you're gonna buy the mount. It is almost always worth it to buy the bundle because it's not that much more. So if, if you're gonna dump the crowns, then you might as well dump them and get a bunch of extra stuff too for a little bit more crowns. So, yeah, the crown store is a little, it gets a little rough. But you know what? I, I kind of get it. And every once in a while, you gotta watch for it. But every once in a while, they will put crowns on sale, and I mean for actually a really good deal. So this last one that came out, embarrassingly, <laughs> embarrassingly enough, I bought fifty thousand crowns <laughs> this, this last sale. So right what? now, and I haven't even used that many of them yet. But so I'm like hovering around oh forty-seven thousand crowns right now. Oh my gosh, <laughs> it's terrible. That's insane. City Max is like, all right. I know that well, like, we're gonna remember that guy. Yep. Now we know who to target. <laughs> the dummy. Oh man, they do such a good job, though. I think. You know, something I've always appreciated, I was talking with a friend of mine today about this game. I love the way that the economy is in this game. Yes, the stuff's a little expensive, but it's meaningful. If you're going to spend that much amount of money, it's going to be meaningful. Right. That's what I love about this game, and I know we're going to address with um, Update 17, is the fact that, you know, what they've added with the outfit system. The outfit system is in this game that they've added... And mind you, when I joined, when I came back again like three or four weeks ago, this was just, this had just dropped. This had just been added to the game. So for me, as a new player, I'm telling you right now, like, this is amazing. I think it's fantastic. It's almost better than World of Warcraft. Yep. Yeah. I love the interface. I love it. It's so well done because of how it ties in with the styles that you find. Right, and I didn't. I didn't want to. Um, you did it for me, so um, they can blame you. I wasn't going to <laughs> compare this to World of Warcraft's transmog system, but this is so much better. You feel like mm, it's so in, good. you feel like in this one, you're going out into the world, and everything that you discover, everything that your crafters, if you have a crafting character, or every character that you have that crafts, everything they discover or can make. Or you have basically what you have motives for. You can right. use that over whatever you want. So you could have the most god awful hellish looking things <laughs> on you, and look like you yeah. could literally look like Ronald McDonald with all these different colors. But you can look like a complete badass. Yeah. yeah. If you want to, because you get to mix and match not only colors, you get to mix and match every piece, every piece right. or motive that you know. And on top of that, you can do weapons oh, and yes. colors on weapons. Yes. 
so so oh good. man so the only gripe that i have so far about the outfit system is that for a newer player who doesn't have that much gold it can be pretty oh, yeah. expensive to make yeah, yourself an absolutely. outfit so but still i mean if that's the way that your character is going to look all the time spend a coin you know yeah. what i mean yeah i mean and that's one thing i like about it too was that you know this game as a whole it makes you earn your appearance you're gonna have to go out and find those styles the motives you're gonna have to find this stuff you know i mean it's not you know where i felt like it always drove me nuts with star wars old republic always drove me nuts was that they made it so easy to make your guy look amazing with with the, the store that they have and i loved earning it i love going out finding the stuff and you know what even in the crown store the stuff that you can buy it's a limited selection and a lot of this stuff and we're going to talk about it later with new crowns editions for march you know this stuff is limited time only it's it's not like you're going to see it very long and i love the fact that the library uh you know for the costumes and the, and the pieces the headgear the, the weapons it's very small they nailed it yeah because it it literally it, they're doing a good job i think with the with the marketing with some of the stuff because you see the stuff on the crown store and they say hey that you know this is only good until this certain date so it really does make you if it's something that you think you want it makes you like i'm just gonna pick it up now before i miss out right. on it and there's a bunch of stuff out there that i've seen in the world where i'm like dang it when was that out there because oh, yeah. i missed that or it was you know during the time period that i wasn't playing the game and you're not going to get it it's like it's it, some of the stuff just won't come back so there's people out there with rare stuff yeah it's awesome absolutely i mean and i've seen that already with people with these certain outfits you know the stuff that they're wearing i'm just like oh my gosh where did you get that from it's so awesome looking. I bet that was an event. I can't wait for that event. Yeah, you were looking at the. You were you were more interested in the Nordic bathers towel, weren't you? <laughs> You're like, look at how spelt oh your character is. Where did you get that? <laughs> yeah, you caught me. Yeah, you caught me. Well done. <laughs> you dirty, dirty. <laughs> so yeah, we've got that, and we've recently added. You know, I think a lot of people who are really craving the um, the home storage that they recently added. Um, I know a lot of people have been wanting this. Um, you can actually now store stuff in your homes. It goes across all your homes. And so now that's available to you as well. Actually, I don't know if you heard this. Or I can't confirm it. But there was an exploit going around. I did. Um, where, where people were actually stealing the stuff from your containers. Yes. I think if they were to, if they uh, right-clicked on your name and they were able to travel to player or travel to primary residence they could go into your storage and get your stuff. And I think uh, Zenimax has remedied that because that's like, instant ticket! <laughs> Where's my stuff? Right, right. So I I think they, yeah, they fixed that problem. But that that in itself, um, the home storage is, I, there's tons of players out there that were just dying for home storage, like mm. ever since, ever since the, uh, the uh, housing dropped in this game, which by the way, freaking unbelievable so it's super fun it's so i've good. killed tons of hours in my bosmer home <laughs> right right just yeah you know as you listen to the show you're gonna hear me say it's so good but trust me when i say i'll call it what it's not but this home system 
It's so good. It's really good. I think the only one that what that can hold a candle to it was Wild Stars. Mm, yeah. Um, but I mean, you're you're talking about two completely different styles. Right. This one is so Elder Scrolls. It's not even funny. Yeah. Yeah. So you haven't, if you're new to the game and you have not dived into that, dived. Is that a word? Dove. Dive. Dove. Whatever. You get what I'm talking about. Um, I believe. <laughs> I believe. Um, there is a quest that you can do in Daggerfall at the Rosy Lion Inn. Mm-hmm. And you, so you take the quest and, you know, it has something to do with the deed for a little place and you got to go out and rough up some ruffians. But you end up getting like a little bachelor pad right inside the Rosy Lion Inn. Yeah. I mean, you have like barrels of mead literally like 10 feet from your front door. <laughs> so it's almost like you'd be laying in bed and just be like, Mom, meatloaf! Oh and there'd be a knock on your door because you're in the freaking bar. <laughs> so it would be awesome yep. until you turned about 30. And then you'd be like, okay, I'm over this. This is, this is BS. Oh, I need my own place. I need my own place. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, dude. I remember when I got that quest and I knew nothing about, you know, that even being a thing in the game. And she comes up and runs to me in the game and is like, hey, I want to give you a free room. Sweet. I'm like, yes, you please. come with it because you're kind of hot. <laughs> I'll take two. I'll take two. Yeah, so um anyway, we've got the new home storage. We've also got a new level up experience. And I can tell you right now, that level up experience, like when you get the loot uh, based off the levels you hit, you know, it tells you as you progress, you know, what you're going to get next time. This is awesome. Yes. It is uh it's really good and like I was saying about the things that they're implementing into the game to make the game more accessible for the new player because this game can definitely be overwhelming when you first log in. If you haven't played a game like this, the combat system is different, the build system is different, but what with the beautiful part about it is you can build pretty much any character you want. But what this new level up experience is doing, not only is it giving you things to aid in your character's growth as you move along in levels, but it's also giving you like a roadmap for the character that you want to build. Right. So right. it will literally give you a list of different types of builds that you can do and a, a short description. I think the description should be a little bit more descriptive about what they do, but it gives you a short description of what these certain builds are and you choose one of those. And then as you level up, it recommends certain skills for you to take so for the new player it's outstanding i have heard some um some veteran players uh who are leveling new tunes and veteran players in this game will delete and remake characters like it's nobody's friggin' business it's it's kind of funny to watch (laughs) but uh they're just trying something different right so for those folks who already know the kind of builds they want and the people who are really you know looking uh, to just level a character up, I, I'm hearing from them that it can get a little bit uh, irritating when the thing keeps popping up. But, dude, they're giving you free crap. Right. Right. I mean, you know, it's free stuff. You know, I could totally see that, I guess, getting old. You know, it's kind of, you know, to a point where it's kind of aggravating, irritating. You only can see it so many times. It's kind of like Battlefield back in the day. You only can see Levolution so many times before it's, you know, no longer the coolest thing other. But, uh, so we've got that. Uh, new combat improvements. And I will say this. Oh my gosh. The combat is so good right now. It's such it's in such a good spot right now. With this update, they included improvements to synergies, removal of area effect caps, changes to block costs, 
they changed uh, the cast time abilities and interrupts and changes to how heavy attacks and off-balance mechanics work. It's it's very smooth. Like, I felt like it's it's in a very good place. It's very focused. The combat feels very tactical. Right. And here's a pro tip. The first pro tip of our podcast. Synergies are those little tiny X's that pop up when you're in a group with somebody and you're like, what the heck is that? That is an ability that somebody <laughs> else, one of your other teammates on your on in your group, is activating a skill that will allow other players to also use it. So you get some kind of a benefit, increased damage, increased sustainability, um, healing, something like that. So if you see that little thing pop up and there's a little X on it, hit the freaking X. Yep. It helps you and it helps everybody else. <laughs> so use your dang synergies, please. <laughs> That's right. Um, then they added two new battlegrounds, Deeping, Deeping Drome and Morkisker. Uh, all this stuff is available free of charge for all the uh, ES ESO Plus members, basically if you're subbed. And, uh, you know, and you can buy it if you're not subbed as well. And the update 17 was free for all players. Dude, I'm going to tell you right now. I discovered something today that kind of kind of broke my heart. But kind of at the same time, it was um, kind of showed that I'm getting older, and I'm kind of thinking I need to think of PVE more. <laughs> oh. um, so you know, I'm a huge PVPer. I mean, that was kind of always my thing in battlegrounds, arenas, and wow. I mean, just multiplayer experiences in general. Sea of Thieves coming up that we're going to be playing. Uh, you know, anything that's competitive, Rocket League. It's things like that that I pick up and I enjoy, and I have never been so so just humbled humbled yes yeah never been so humbled except for today i hopped in some battlegrounds and i wanted to see what it was all about because i hadn't done any yet since i came back and so i was doing it and oh man right <laughs> dude i got raffle stomped so bad it was so bad so many times it was so incredibly bad. It made me think, like, maybe I shouldn't be here right now. <laughs> those those first levels, and, and I'm not going to act like I am some PvP monster because I am the complete opposite spectrum of it. I'm a PvE guy. I'm not a huge PvP guy, but I do enjoy playing a little, a little bit of PvP. And I've hopped in with our guild a little bit and played... Um, our guild, which I'm going to plug here in a second, but I've hopped in and played a little bit with them. And the one thing I found out is it does take a very specific build. Right. You yeah. have to tailor yeah. your build towards PVP. Um, otherwise, if you get anywhere near some of these, especially post 50, you know, if you go post 50 into the champion levels and you try and do PVP there, it's like a freaking steamroller. <laughs> Yep. So yeah, low B PVP is a little bit more um, tenable for people who are just starting out. But just know that there is a learning curve to um, to PVP a bit. And I am not poo-pooing PVP because the PVP zone in Cyrodiil is a massive oh, yeah. zone, yeah. and everybody is 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 in a big fight for basically control of these strong points and. Within this giant zone, there's sky shards, quests, and delves, and all this other stuff that you would never expect right. in a PvP right. zone. So it's just ongoing battle, and I love the way that they have that they've done it. As I go, as I get a little bit more into this game, um, 
I am definitely going to delve more into uh, into PvP. But what for me, yeah. what it's going to take is going with a very skilled group of folks yes. who know what they're doing, so I can kind of hide behind their shields a little bit and like throw rocks. Right. Right. And one thing I felt like too was that it's not like something I want to pug. Like the battlegrounds in this game are something I definitely want to be in a pre-made right. with, with someone that I'm going to VoIP with because it's definitely tactical. You know, the four v four v four. I was playing Crazy King, which is King of the King of the Hill, and half my group didn't know what was going on. The first part, all three of us were were negative, and it was like zero and eight, zero and seven. I'd never played this map before; it was a newer map, and you know, I had one guy on my team who actually had some kills, and there was no real leadership. And I noticed that it's almost like you're almost running around with your chicken with a chicken with your head cut off because you can't be tactical. And I made the new mistake later. <laughs> After the battleground, that I actually had zero CC on my bar the entire time, so, so I couldn't kite anything. I couldn't run. I just couldn't get some distance. And so, anyway, I feel so humble today. So well done, well done, team over at uh, Elder Scrolls Online. Clearly, there's a learning curve, and uh, I'm back to learning. Such a noob. You're such a <laughs> noob. <laughs> Oh, man. It really blew my mind, though, because I love arenas. I love the competitive aspect. And I come over cool, and I'm like, all right, let's do this. And then I'm like, oh, there's a learning curve. (laughs) But, you know, recently they announced, uh, too, this week, we got new Crown Store items coming in March. And by the way, everyone listening, you can go to the episode release page here at uh, loresecretspodcast.com, and uh, we'll have all the stuff linked there, too, so you can just read up on it there. But um, So we've got some new Crown Store items, and, um, you know, some of these are, um, <laughs> I know some of these uh, we're going to, are, are you know. Are you laughing at the uh, at the Khajiit with the rice patty hat on? <laughs> that's what I was doing. Oh. It's pretty, it's oh, pretty funny. Oh, man. Speaking of, the very first costume up on the board for the March Crown Store items is the... Uh, booty shirt the booty shirt and galaga skins and it's it says samsu the sleek this season in mistral we're tightening up the traditional billowing booty to give it a more streamlined silhouette (laughs) and shortening it the better to show off our breeze catching galaga skin trousers so comfy Class. Oh, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Well done, team. Well done. You made a smile. So there's that. I won't be buying that one. But although I could, you know, I could see people who are, you know, doing role play and they want to look like Raiden from Mortal Kombat. Well, I could see that. Yeah. Well done. But, uh, second one Moon Sugar. <laughs> Moon Sugar Festival Suit. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, it's, it's red, white, and blue. He's. It's very festive. It's festive. Yeah, he totally pulled this off during uh, July 4th, for those of you uh, who are in the Americas. Yeah, another thing, another thing I'll say real quick, too, is that um, thank the Lord above that we can change the colors on some of these things. Yeah, I could totally see people buying this. They can change the color on it. I love the description on it. For those of you who don't know who can't see this, it's kind of like a Taekwondo outfit, the, except the trousers kind of stop the knees. So Yeah, so it's a Taekwondo outfit, a Taekwondo outfit that's like, your kid size. <laughs> it's like something you'd buy from your toddler. Yep. Uh, 
you know, you bought it for your toddler, but uh, you, you bought it because you wear stretch pants, apparently. I don't know. So um, the description on this is, quote, this festival suit blends five different silks, so you'll look shiny and sharp, says designer Sam Sleek. <laughs> Wanted no dude ever. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, gosh. All right. So, yeah, there's that. Let me get into that. Um, this next one I got really excited about. I'm a huge Dark Brotherhood junkie. Like, I will... You know how I live my life in real life. So whenever I game, I like to be the most evil, most evil person ever. I love the Sith in Star Wars. Ever since I was eight years old and I saw Hercules, I think, and Hades came on the screen, I'm like, dude, I fell in love. Immediately. Hmm. <laughs> That's first house. <laughs> so, what, so what you're saying is that you're, is that you're living a life outside of what you truly want. <laughs> Jeez, the oh, second the life, dark thoughts, the second life, <laughs> dark thoughts in the man's head. Oh man. So yeah, this first home, I love it. It's called the Erstwhile Sanctuary, and uh, here's the lore into this. This was built into the foundations of Kavach itself. And if you guys have done anything on the Dark Brotherhood, uh, on the quest line, you'll know all about Kavach. This ancient complex was abandoned by the Dark Brotherhood after a subterranean collapse tumbled one wall of the Speaker's bedchamber into a massive cavern. Damn, the Speaker's getting after it. His... <laughs> oh the Speaker's God. really getting after it if his bedchamber's collapsed. <laughs> Atta boy. Oh, man. No, that just happened. <laughs> So anyway, you can get this. This is available for a limited time <laughs> on all platforms uh, for March 8th through March 12th. What, was that bad? Did I break it? <laughs> you broke me. All right. So anyway, March 8th through March 12th. Uh, and, you know, that's another thing, too. Like, I love the fact that stuff is limited. You can only get this for a little while. You have no idea when it's coming mm. back. It feels so much more rewarding that way. Marketing. Yeah, yeah. I love the fact that everything's limited to a certain extent. Um, so we've got some furniture coming up as well. Now, this first piece would be great, especially if you are uh, going to buy the, the uh, Erstwhile Sanctuary. Uh, this is pretty much this dude's treasure trove. Uh, basically, a whole bunch of funerary offerings for his tombs. It's almost like a Red Guard feel to it. It's... Uh, it's called the Hooba. <laughs> stop. Just stop. Are you going to make stop. me? <laughs> Hoobala John's treasure bundle. Yay. Oh, you know me well enough. Words, words are, are hard. Words are hard. Words are hard. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So it uh, says no prince of raw gata would be caught dead without the appropriate and extravagant funerary offerings for his tomb. Uh, so there's all kinds of stuff, uh, all kinds of awesome, cool-looking, kind of like tomb ominous items. Um, if you're looking to build something that's very dark, you know, this would be perfect for you. They're available for a limited time as well from March 8th through March 12th. Now, this next section... Oh, wait, we still have one. Sithis, the Dreadfather. You can get that as well. Same time frame, March 8th through March 12th. If you've done the Dark Brotherhood quest chain, you're going to recognize this statue from the Argonian... Black Marsh Dark Brotherhood Sanctuary. That thing is rad. Yes. It's like the epitome of evil of the darkness. It says uh, the quote says, Hail to set this blood's drop on blade's edge. Before you, nothing. Behind you, the void. Catalyst, agitator, 
Mini Fanged Maw. Dot, 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 quote. And now a darn fine statue for a house and garden. So ominous. Oh, I think I need a shower after that. That's dirty. <laughs> yeah, this thing looks dark. It looks pretty rad. Like I said, if you're trying to build a villain's cave or cavern, uh, this may be it for you. So, yeah, it's limited as well through March 8th through March 12th. Uh, now, these hats, this very first thing, right off the bat, was the one thing I always hoped. Like, oh, man, I wonder if I can get a top hat. Well, here we are. We have the Cam Lorne Top Hat Pack. Now, this is kind of to celebrate Elder Scrolls Online uh, St. Patrick's Day. It says, uh, the top of sun this morning to you in your Cam Lorne Top Hat with a buckle, a shamrock, or a lucky bouquet. This bundle includes all three. I love this. I like it. I think I've seen that same hat in Peaky Blinders. <laughs> yeah. Yes, you have. Yes, you have. Especially, like, if you're going to get this, you need to get the wedding the wedding suit and just change the colors around. I already told you I would marry you, but you, you for some reason, <laughs> you're not into it. You're going to use the ring of Mara? The ring of Mara, dude. Seriously. XP bonus. Bro, it's 2018. <laughs> oh, man, you know what's hilarious? Hey, man, just because I wear my wedding dress around just to turn some heads... <laughs> Doesn't mean anything. <laughs> but um, so anyway, the Cam Lorne hat, um, awesome, awesome piece to get, especially if you're wanting to do. Here's the thing. Like when I first started, I I totally wanted to, like you and I both, we, we've done role play in World of Warcraft. You're doing role play right now with the Guild and Tesso. Yes. And this piece is so cool for people who want to totally have that like it reminds me of that Assassin's Creed I don't remember which one it was the one with the Industrial Revolution with a Jack the Ripper DLC that came out I can't remember which what the actual name of that one was but this kind of portrays that the whole vibe from the Industrial Revolution so it's pretty cool looking we also have the Jester's Festival hat pack yes. and um, this is just in time for the Jester celebration uh, it says just for you three Jester's hats no waiting the bicolor coxcomb hat cap the ass ears cap <laughs> what the heck and the fool's cap Stop and mask. It. it literally says the ass ears cap <laughs> what the heck, man? that is hilarious <laughs> oh my god i i didn't read that description before the show that's hilarious yep bingo it's right there <laughs> oh man so there's that right there for you um, if you're wanting to get some cool looking chester hats there you go so uh, we've also got a cool-looking mount. Um, this is a topic. Of, <laughs> this is a co- topic of conversation. The masked unicorn steed. I love the description of this because I remember finding this in Oblivion. It says, "Is that the famed and incredibly rare creature of legend, the true unicorn from her sign's Oblivion realm of the hunting grounds?" Well, no. It's a horse with a golden horn attached to his forehead. But they nope. Might- it's so magical. <laughs> nope, it's real. I know it. It's just so beautiful. <laughs> it's actually a pretty cool freaking looking yeah. horse. Yeah, it really is. Um, I feel like this horse is, I don't know if it's true or not, but it feels like it's a little bit leaner than the other than the other uh, horses. almost feels like a racehorse to it. Like a lean it's build. Got a, it's got a freaking unicorn horn, dude. <laughs> that is all that I That's see. That's all that I see. That's all that I see. Oh, so yeah, you can get that too. That's here for a limited time from March 29th to April 2nd during the Jester's Festival. 
uh, which is coming up. Now this next part, this is the final part of all this. Um, the pet. I want this pet. If there's anything I get, I want this pet. It shall be yours. Cap Jester Monkey. This thing is so rad. He's wearing a crown. He's smothered with bananas. And he's wearing this purple vest. And it says, Say, why does this mischievous little chum look at you funny? It must be your face. <laughs> and he's got all these others. He's got all these other, like, little tiny monkeys, like, looking around him, like, Really, dude? You All the bananas? <laughs> I fling poo. Yep. Yep. That's what it looks like to me. Right. But he looks cool. I love it. And also, there is the personality for the jester as well. And that's coming back for the. Uh, for the Jester Jester Festival that's going to be going on. And uh, by the way, for those of you who are interested in getting involved in the Jester's Festival, they are going to be releasing more inf- information as time gets closer to this as well. So, um, Anyway, that's your news. And, um, you know, we've got all kinds of other cool stuff coming Jibs. up. Jibs. Yeah? Who's this old dude standing next to the table? Um, Enter my mind, Vestige, and walk with me through the shadows of past events. I think it's time for the lore lesson. I think it's time for some lore. Let's do this thing, bro. All right. So we're going to talk about some lore here. And I'm just going to preface it with this. And I know I already talked about it a little bit before um, at the beginning of the show. But we are going to cover the basics of Elder Scrolls lore. And the reason being is because we are going to be learning this stuff right alongside of you. So if you're a lore hound and you know this stuff, you can either choose there's two choices here you can fact check us and then not send me nasty emails <laughs> or, or you can turn the show off for a little while because we're literally learning learning the lore with everybody else yeah. so i think yeah, i'm like yeah. decent beginning lore guy i've played through almost all the games except for like the super old ones i have not played those admittedly but um most of the most recent elder scrolls games i have played through so I don't think I'm like completely new to it, but still, we're gonna go over this stuff as if we're very new to it, uh, because we want we want to kind of learn about it a little bit. And Jibs is gonna ask me some questions, and maybe you guys have some questions. You can throw them at us uh, via email or via via our uh, voicemail, which we will talk to you about here shortly. Um, so let's do it. We're gonna get right into it yep. today. We're actually the very first lore lesson. There is nothing really that we should be talking about before we talk about how the actual world was formed. So right. keep in mind that much of the lore that we actually end up presenting to you is found in events outside of the games. So, right. and that really is most of the lore is most of the deep, deep lore is stuff that's found from outside of the game. So even though the content in the games is from Tamriel, a good chunk of the lore that we talk about t- takes place beyond. So other continents or realms that have not appeared in any games yet. So, Right. And worst case scenario, you know, what you hear here will just kind of amplify and help you enjoy your experience and test that right. much more anyway. So before there was any conflict, before there was man or myrrh on, in Tamriel, on Nern, there were the Aedra and the Daedra. So if you've, I'm sure you've heard them in the in the game. If you've played it, maybe you haven't paid attention. Maybe you're doing the clicky clicky thing through all the quests. Shame, shame on you because it's so shame, dang good. Shame. Um, but anyway, there were two groups of immortals who actually took part in the creation 
of Mundus. So what is Mundus? Mundus is the realm in which all mortals reside. So, and we're going to get a little bit more into that here in right. a second. So, basically, the the Adrian, the the origins of both the Adra and the Daedra are myth within the Elder Scrolls universe, and are still highly conflicted. But for the most part, they are believed to be true. So, Adra, meaning literally meaning our ancestors, were considered by the majority of cultures in Tamriel to be gods. They're also believed to have um, sacrifice part of themselves to create the world of Mundus. Now, most people think that they did this voluntarily, and there's also some that believe that they were persuaded by the missing god, whose uh, name is Lorcan. So, um, now, also keep in mind, there is so much deeper of a story to all this stuff. Oh, yeah. We are hitting yeah. the basics. We're going to do our, our cast would be... Yeah four hours long every week and you would all be asleep i guarantee yep. not that it's boring lore it's really cool stuff but to hear Just somebody so else much. talk about it it's like man we're gonna give you the basics these right. are the cliff's notes yeah no kidding <laughs> nobody knows what cliff's notes are anymore i totally oh, just aged myself whatever that's uh, okay i'm right there with you i'm there with you okay so the adra our ancestors gave a part of themselves for the creation of mundus now there are some that did not want to have anything to do with their creation of Mundus. And they are known as the Daedra, literally meaning mm. not our ancestors. Right. So the Daedra are all the jerks who are trying to do everything they can to, in effect, screw with Mundus and Tamriel. So, right. <laughs> okay, so in the creation of Mundus, there's also three realms to consider. First realm being Mundus itself, which I mentioned is the realm in which all mortals reside. Right. This consists of multiple planets. So the planet where all Elder Scrolls games take place and most of the lore takes place, or a lot of the lore takes place, is Nern. Yes. That is where Tamriel is located, on the planet of Nern. Right. Uh, there are also several planets orbiting around Nern within the realm of Mundus, and these planets are where most scholars believe that the Adra, those who created Mundus, reside. The second realm is Oblivion. That might ring a bell for some of you. Mm. Yes. Because they had an entire game on it. Um, well, this literally is the realm where the Daedra reside. So all right. those baddie baddies are all in Oblivion. <laughs> so each Daedric prince, who are the most powerful forms of Daedra, they control their very own unique piece of oblivion. And we'll talk about these Daedric princes here in just a few minutes. So when I say their own unique piece, I mean the landscape and setting of, the, of each piece of oblivion that these Daedric princes control are very, very different. So... Oblivion is said to be the night sky on which Tamriel and the Daedra reside. So when you look up into the sky when you're on Tamriel, you're literally seeing Oblivion. Right. Which I thought I thought was kind of cool. I just figured that out as I was doing that research for this for this lore project, and I thought, man, that's really neat. Yeah, yeah. It kind of makes you think uh, you want to go in a game and just look up. I know. You look up and you're like, oh my god, that's literally Oblivion. I don't want to go there. So. Okay. So yep. then. The third realm is uh, called Aetherius. And Aetherius is where the actual divines are believed to reside. Mm -hmm. And that is also said that 
it's believed by some that that's where the souls of the dead reside. So the three realms, Mundus, Oblivion, and Aetherius, make up pretty much all of the lore that we're going to be talking about. And uh, we're going to start covering um, some of the major players here pretty quick. Okay, so right. the most prominent... I'm going to ask you this question here, JB. The most prominent set of Adra, those who created Nern, worshipped by men in Mur on Tamriel, are the Divines. Mm-hmm. Which which one do you follow? Before I even go over them, which one do you like? Um... I'm used to hearing Akatosh a lot, and that rings a bell because it brings me back to Oblivion. But, which, you know, it really is constantly is Akatosh and Oblivion. Um, Dude, he's the dragon god of time. I totally get that. You can stop right. right there. All right, cool. <laughs> <laughs> he's freaking awesome. Yes. Okay, so we're going to talk about the Divines. And keep in mind that the Divines, everybody always says, oh, by the nine, by the nine. Well, yeah, when you're playing Skyrim, they do. But keep in mind that we, the timeline of Elder Scrolls Online is not there yet. So right. at the time we're in right now, there's only eight divines. And the eight divines are said to be a set of Adra worshipped by the men in Mur on Tamriel. Right. Okay, pump the brakes. What the hell are men in Mur? Okay, so let me explain that a little bit to you. Men in Mur, quite simply, men are humankind, Mur are elvenkind. And when we get into the races, that'll make a little bit more sense especially with the elven kind because there's several different types of elven kind you guys are probably playing them all right now in the game as you listen to the podcast but they have specific reasons why they are certain types of elven kind and i totally geek out on the elven stuff because i'm a huge fan of the bosmer right um we'll cover that on another show but um, there is a lot of history behind the elven kind. So anyway, when I say men and myrrh, I just mean humankind versus elven kind. Right. Okay. The nine divines. Once again, keeping in mind that during the timeline of Elder Scrolls Online, there's only eight. Correct. We shall get into them. Akatosh, the dragon god of time and the chief god of the pantheon. There's Arche. Mm-hmm. Yep. Arche is the god of the cycle of life, death, and mortals. Ominous. One of my favorites, Debella. <laughs> She's the goddess of beauty. Let me meow, meow, meow. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, there's Juliano. She is the god of wisdom and logic. Right. Uh, my very favorite, my personal favorite, because I love to play Bosmer, and um, I love the nature aspect of this yeah. game, is Kinnereth, and he's the goddess of air, wind, sky, and the elements. Oh. So you'll hear me say he and goddess... Well, there's kind of a reason. Oh, Kinnereth, she. I'm sorry. Okay, we're going to talk a little bit more about the he-she thing when we get into uh, Daedric Princess. Gotcha. Hold that thought. Okay, so then there's Mara. She's the goddess of love and compassion. Right. Stetar, the god of mercy, justice, charity, luck, and righteous rule. Hmm. I've heard a lot of that one in Skyrim. You know what I hear a lot of in chat is, y'all need Stendar. <laughs> I hear a lot of that. <laughs> You see a lot of the chat. It's own chat. Y'all need Stendar. (laughs) Make me laugh. (laughs) Make that t-shirt. Okay, so then there is the ninth. He typically is the ninth. We'll go. Okay, well, so we'll say Zenithar first. Zenithar, the god of work, commerce, and trade. Super freaking boring. Come on, Zenithar. Yeah. But Talos. Then there's Talos. Talos. Yeah. Super widely debated whether or not Talos 
is actually godlike. Mm -hmm. And we will kind of cover that a little bit. But um, Talos started off as a human being and was said to have ascended to godlike status. So he is known as the hero god of mankind, right. might, honor, state, law, war, and governance. This guy is a badass. But just keep in mind, that's why there's the difference in our ESO timeline right now. The game that we're playing is Second Era, I believe, and there's no such thing as the Nine Divines. He comes along much, much later and is hugely debated whether or not... Um, whether or not Talos is actually a divine or not. Right. So. Right. Maybe that's the one I heard a lot of in Oblivion. It's either Akatosh or Talos. I think it was uh, Akatosh in Oblivion because um, Talos you hear a ton of in Skyrim because he he was born of in of the province. Yeah. Yep. So um, yep. going back to Oblivion, that was that game. I know like the days were terrible, but I'd be lying to you if I. Didn't tell you, I, you know, I, I want, I didn't want to play one in ESO. That's because that'd be amazing. You should go wash your hands <laughs> immediately. Um, go to the pool back. Disgusting. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna backpedal just one second. Um, for those of you who did not know, and I apologize, I didn't mention it before, but Talos is basically the ascended version of Tiber Septim. So Google that, people. Tiber Septim was a badass. <laughs> so there's that. Uh, okay, so let's move on to the Daedra. Ooh, yeah. Okay. I know you are. Jeez, you are evil. <laughs> right? I don't know did what's wrong with me. Oh, you just finished games. the main storyline. I did. Right? Yep. Yep. Did it hurt you to mm. vanquish all those Daedra? Mm. No, because it brings up, you know, because it brings up my fighter skills, too. <laughs> Another pro tip: oh, get XP pro. Killing danger brings up your fighter's guild skill. So when you when oh, you man. make it through the the main story quest and you end up in Cold Harbor, just kill everything <laughs> because you bring your fighter's yeah. guild skill up pretty quickly. Yep. So okay, okay. So now we're gonna transition a little bit to the dirty Daedra. The most powerful of the Daedric of the Daedra are known as um, Daedric princes or lords. Mm -hmm. So. They have no connection to Nern. And here is the part that I love and the way they kind of interwove the story in. And I'm not going to do any spoilers or anything about the main storyline in case there's anybody who hasn't gone through it. But really by this time, really by this time, come on, people, the game's been out a while. Oh, four years. The game's been out four a while. years. Yeah. So anyway, I'm not going to give anything away. But um, the Daedra cannot be permanently killed. Hmm. Daedric princes and lords cannot be permanently killed. Only banished. Right. So that means they can come back. And they do come back. Yeah. Um, they can be summoned to Nur, which is really forms the foundation of the school of conjuration magic. Right. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. And I love that too. And you're going to hear me relate to Oblivion a lot because that to me was one of my... That and Morrowind. Skyrim was pretty cool. I liked it, but it didn't connect with me like Oblivion and Morrowind. I love the conjuration stuff in Oblivion back then. Yes. That was so awesome. Yeah. And in this game, if you roll a sorcerer, you have conjuration magic and you can summon Phaedra right. to fight right with you. Right. So there's a million sorks out there, so you know yep. how it goes. Know all about that life. <laughs> all right. So let's talk about the Daedric Princes. Another 
very important thing for you to remember, which I kind of led to a little bit earlier, the Daedric princes are sexless. They can hmm. be either male or female. A lot of them switch back and forth. Some of them choose to stay looking as a... It's a bad kitty. <laughs> Some of them choose to stay looking like a female or looking like a male, but they can morph huh. into whatever they want to be while they're basically screwing with everybody on Nern. They can just... Interesting. It's rad. It's so wrong. Rad. That's so crazy. I had no idea they could do yes. that. So let's talk about huh. the Daedric Princes. You're going you're right. to notice a lot of these names from other games, from things that you see out there. So don't clicky-clicky. Don't you spacebar through all this stuff. This is important stuff. Absorb the story because it's amazing. Okay. Off the soapbox. <laughs> yeah. I need some more meat. <laughs> I, need, I need a swig. Oh, I'm out of my Balmora blue. Where's the waitress? Ah, oh, that is some good stuff right oh, there. Sweet man. honey meat. Okay. Okay, there's Azura. She is the mother of roses, the queen of dusk, and the dawn of the night sky. Mm. Sounds nice. It does sound nice. She's a Daedric prince. So. <laughs> <laughs> she sounds so relaxing. Nope. No, not so much. Okay, then there's Boethia, the Prince of Plots, the mm -hmm. Deceiver of Nations, mm -hmm. the Queen of Shadows. See, so there's one, Prince of Plots and Queen of Shadows. Right. Shapeshifter! <laughs> Male, female. Yeah. And the and the Goddess of Destruction. Mm. She sound, Boethia sounds pretty B.A. Yeah. Yeah. Then here's one of my favorite, which there is a pretty big quest line that you'll hit, both in Skyrim. Right. <laughs> the one in Skyrim... Before I even knew about Clavicus Vile, um, it, it caught me off guard because I'm thinking, I'll explain. Okay, Clavicus Vile, the child god of the Morning Star, the master of insidious wishes. Yeah. This dude has a freaking dog for a partner. <laughs> and his dog, I'm walking along this road in Skyrim, and his dog is like looking at me like. <laughs> And I'm like, oh, who's a puppy? A puppy needs a puppy's hungry. Needs some water. <laughs> oh yeah. So this puppy ends up dragging me through hell. Oh man. And I end up, <laughs> I end up, oh, in front of Clavicus Vile, and I'm like, you sneaky little trickster. So they're little <laughs> nice little trickster ways. And then you end up, um, in the game, you there, and you end up with a quest mm -hmm. in ESO, mm -hmm. where you encounter the duo. Right. It's pretty cool. It's pretty That's freaking neat. cool. I, I yeah. love it, love it, love it. Okay. So anyway, then there's uh, Hermaeus Mora. She is the demon. He, she is the demon of knowledge. Mm -hmm. Her scene, which if you play a yep. werewolf, oh, yeah. Yeah, is yeah. the huntsman of princes, the father of man beasts, and the lord of the hunt, which I love this character because in the single player games, you actually get... Um, you can get his uh, jerkin. Right. And it's a pretty powerful piece. And yeah, I remember that. So her scene's pretty pretty badass. Yep. Uh, Jigalag <laughs> is the Lord of Order. <laughs> Malakath. Malakath is uh, beloved by the orcs, is um, worshipped by yeah. the orcs, and is known yep. to be a good Daedric prince. Mm -hmm. uh, he's a creator, master of curses, and the keeper of oaths. Hmm. Now, I know you're going to okay. recognize this name. Go on. Mayrune's Dagon. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Sweet memories. Some sweet right memories from, uh, from Oblivion with this one. 
Uh, he's the Lord of Razors and the Prince of Destruction. Mm-hmm. There's Mafala, who you will run into in the Elder Scrolls Online. Right. She is a web spinner. Yeah. Dirty spider. Burn the whole friggin' house down <laughs> for one spider. One spider. Burn it down. Yes. Burn it down. Oh, man. So uh, another, I think everybody will know this one. She is also considered to be a good danger, and she chooses to take the form of a female, and her name is Meridia, mm-hmm. and you will absolutely run into that um, in the game, and also happens to be the name, Segway, happens to be the name <laughs> of the guild that we run with, uh, Meridia's Order of Guards, and we will um, we'll talk a little bit more about that. As we, uh, right. as we go along. Okay. Right. I feel so like out of place now that I realize it. I never knew the meaning of that. Like I'm over here loving the evil characters of just about every game and we're in a guild that's named after the Lady of Light. <laughs> but she's still she's a Daedric Prince. She's a Daedric Prince, bro, so she goes both ways. Oh, okay. Alright. I've got that working she for me. She could be then. terrible. It's true. She could be. Okay. I'm good. All right, cool. So next, I, this is my by far my favorite one, and it's just because of the description of who the dude is. Oh, my gosh. It's terrible. This is so I'm bad. I'm not condoning this at all. This is so I bad. I do not condone this at all, but Molag, Molag Ball, he's the king of rape. <laughs> that is that is so... What kind of description terrible, is that? Okay? That's terrible. Uh, also known as the oh, father of the vampires. Heck? And basically what happened, is, the story behind this, is that... Oh, it, seriously, I, I, you should probably bleach everything that uh, oh, that yeah. you have after right? I say this. But he raped a virgin, and she became... Uh, she gave birth to the first vampire, which is why they call him the father of vampires. Mm. Kind of badass? But really jacked up. At the same yeah, time, so. it's really jacked Terrible. up. So, that being said, yeah. I love vampires and Elder Scrolls, so I can't, you know, like I can't. It's terrible. I really didn't know that was his description until I read the show notes, and I'm like, yeah. oh, that's so it's bad. Like, <laughs> it's like, it's like Borat, the king of an ape. It's an ape. Oh man, it's horrible. So bad. So, so bad. you'll be happy to know that you have an opportunity. This is also the man who stole your. Who stole your soul, by the way? So in in ESO, yeah, so happen. you'll be happy to know that you can remedy that situation at some point in the game. So no spoilers, even though the game has been out for quite a while, uh, four years. <laughs> <laughs> so then uh, there's uh, Namira. She is the Lady of Decay mm-hmm. and the Spirit Daedra. Right. There's Nocturnal, who you will recognize from not only from ESO, but you also recognize her big time from Skyrim if mm-hmm. you did um, the Thieves Guild from start to finish mm-hmm. you will recognize Nocturnal I won't spoil that there but if you have not done the Thieves Guild mm-hmm. then you should probably uninstall the damn game <laughs> so there's that <laughs> um, here's oh, uh, there's Periite uh, Periite is a taskmaster and the bringer of pestilence he, Periite is also kind of chastised as the weakest of all the Daedric Princes but I don't know you never know Mm-hmm. Uh, there's Sanguine, mm-hmm. the Lord of Revelry. Yep. I, one. I know you yep. know Sanguine. Sanguine mm-hmm. has to do with uh, the Dark Brotherhood. Right. So if, And here is the second part to that. If you've played through any Elder Scrolls games and haven't played any Dark Brotherhood, you should not only uninstall the game, you should take a sledgehammer to whatever machine you were playing it on. <laughs> because that is the bread oh and my butter gosh. of the Elder Scrolls. <laughs> Hands freaking down. Oh. 
You gotta play. Uh, because you we gotta know. Play. Because yes. we know. Because we know. So <laughs> then there is you definitely, definitely run into this freaking nutbag in Elder Scrolls Online, and I laugh because he's hilarious. Shia uh, Gorath, the Mad God, the Prince of Madness. Mm-hmm. Um, no spoilers there. Mm-hmm. He is awesome, and he's hilarious. I think you run into him at at least one point in um, Grotwood. I want to say southeast corner of Grotwood. You will run. I know Grotwood very well because all my characters are mostly Bosmer, and they've all been through Grotwood several times. So uh, I know Shia Gorath makes a play down there. So anyway. And then there's the last one is uh, Veramina. She's the gifter and weaver of dreams. Uh, and then there's the Lesser Daedra. So those are all the Daedric princes. Those are the strongest of the Daedra. You're going to run into any one of those at any one time. So pay attention to quest text because if you're doing anything that has to do with some type of heretics that are out there, people who are trying to summon Daedra, even, um, even a lot of the... Uh, some of these names will pop up when you're doing the dolmens. Yeah. Like a lot of people, I always see right. in chat, what's a dolmen? What's a right. dolmen? Okay, so dolmens are the dark anchors that drop. That is mm-hmm. Molag Ball's attempt to pull Mundus or to pull Nern into Oblivion. That's right. what he's trying to do with those dark anchors. Right. He drops those dark anchors, he drops all of his Daedra down. And he's trying to basically yank the world that we're in into oblivion. So anyway, right. you know, a little tidbit if you didn't know, that's what the dang dark anchors are for. So every time you're in game, you know, you do, you're like crafting like tink, tink, tink in town, and you hear. Because this dude is trying to pull your world into the world of oblivion. That's what the guy's doing. So anyway, right. um, he drops a bunch of lesser Daedra down, and a lot, a lot of times you will see some of these named Daedra, um, and you know, pop in. And they're, mm-hmm. those Daedra are kind of like them. They're still lesser Daedra, but they're still kind of a little stronger. And those are the ones that you're, that you're battling at those dolmens. But you'll see right. them at, you know, anywhere in ESO. Right. You'll see them pop up, and they come in tons of different forms. There's Dramora, there's Golden Saints, there's Dark Seducers, there's Knights of Order, there's Daedroth, there's Clan... Oh, f- man, I hate those. Atronox, Wing Twilights, which I freaking totally hate those. Mm. Uh, Spider Daedra, Ogrim, Hunger Scamps for my Seekers and Lurkers. Mm-hmm. So there, And there's probably more than that. That's just the ones right. that I found for, right. for this, you know, little lore lesson. Little lore lesson. So anyway, that's the start and end really the base just the basics on um, the world that we're in the world that we're playing in the extended world and then Adra and the Daedra uh, next week we are going to literally talk about the Elder Scrolls themselves like okay Elder Scrolls it sounds great totally cool series what the hell is an Elder Scroll we're going to cover it right right <laughs> exactly and um you know, we kind of went through all this. We knew it was a little bit lengthy on this, but we were really, we really wanted to lay all the groundwork because everything we're going to talk about now is going to build off of this. And so, if you are listening to this episode and you're wanting to follow along with the lore, you're definitely going to want to listen to these episodes in order. So, absolutely, go to loreseekerspodcast.com because everything's going to be right there. You can see what we're going to be talking about next week, the weeks following. So. 
can tell you right now, can't wait till we're talking about Dark Brotherhood. That's so far Ooh. away. <laughs> maybe we bump it up a little bit. We both yeah. love the Dark Brotherhood, so maybe yeah, we bump we do. it up. Yeah, maybe we bump it up. Maybe we bump it up. But, uh, well, anyway, this was the very first episode of the Laura Seekers podcast. We hope you guys enjoyed it. We hope you enjoyed the vibe of what we're putting out here with the show, being in the tavern. We hope you guys enjoyed the experience here. If you enjoyed this podcast, we want to hear from you. Tell us if you loved us, if you hate us. We want to know from you. For every five-star review that we get on iTunes, you will get your shout-out here on the show. We will read your review live on the podcast. We've done this in the past, and you guys absolutely love it. And so we thank you guys so much for tuning in, listening to this podcast. Call us. Leave us your voicemails with your questions, your comments on the show. You can give us a call at 765-382-6961. You can also uh, find us on the website as well, lauraseekerspodcast.com at the bottom of the homepage. You can email us there. You can just email us at lauraseekerspodcast at gmail.com. If you've got a lot you want to say, but you just don't want to talk, you want to write it out, you can put it out in an email. So there's that. Um, you can follow us on Twitter. You can follow myself at jibsirl, cash at modcash, and most importantly, the show at loreseekerscast. And again, thank you guys for tuning in. This was episode one of what we hope to be a very long show. We're gonna, it's good to be back, Cash. It is it's good, good to be back. I got right. plugs, buddy. I got two plugs. Oh, you got plugs. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Go ahead. We're what doing. you got? What you got? So if you are guildless and you're looking, you're looking for a guild to play with, I have two amazing guilds to talk to you about. The first one is Jibs and I are both members of the Mog Nation. And Mog Nation stands for Massive Online Gaming Nation. It's a multi-gaming community, and we have a very robust and thriving Elder Scrolls online guild that we play with, and it's called Meridia's Order of Guardians. This, the guild is fantastic. The folks are great. Um, we have Discord. I know everybody always plugs in uh, on chat. Oh, we have a Discord as well. Pretty much everybody has a Discord now, but... We do a lot of stuff on Discord. Um, it's it's a pretty active area uh, for our guild. And um, if you're interested in joining us, all you got to do is visit www.mognation.com. I'll have everything on there. We can get you into the ESO guild, and then you can be on playing with us as soon as you want. We're usually on every single day. Um, our guild is fantastic. Mognation really was built for working professionals and adults. That's kind of what we look for because we keep it very, very drama controlled. We're all about just having fun and just being able to relax and have a good time in a good, safe environment. That's what Mognation's about. Um, so look us up. You can also look me up in line. I, or look me up online in game. I am at Mogcash. And like we said, try and find us in game. If you do find us in game, I think Jib's already kind of talked about it a little bit. If you find us in game, we're going to shout you out. We're gonna we're gonna tweet about you. Just tweet us a picture of your characters next to ours. But you got to find us every single week that we cast. We're gonna be in a tavern somewhere. Our characters are gonna be hanging around. You need to look for Jibs the Lore Seeker or Cash the Lore Seeker. And I think as we go along with our cast, we're gonna add in a little bit more incentives if anybody actually does find us. So if you if you're running around, and you see us out there, don't forget just take a screenshot, tweet it to us. Second thing that I want to talk about real quick. I have never been one for RP mm -hmm. and Jibs and I dabbled a little bit in RP in the world of Warcraft, but I right. have recently 
I've recently made the decision to get in a little bit into RP because I want to see what it's all about. And I am a big fan of it now. I have gotten involved with the guild in the Elder Scrolls Online where I do things periodically with a few times a week. I'll jump, jump in with them. They're very, very mm -hmm. flexible about it. Jump in, jump out. But they have a massive storyline going and it's really a neat guild. It's right. called the Knights of Socan, and you can reach them at socan.engine.com and they are another multi-gaming guild they have rp guilds for lots of different games but uh the one that we play on obviously is the elder scrolls online it's called the divine the divine conclave and it is an outstanding rp guild i am a brand new rper they're working me through the process of rp they're helping you if you just want to show up and watch you can show up and watch and see how it's done and just kind of fill in on the storyline. Yeah. Uh, pretty robust forums right. and uh, storyline going on in the forums too. So if you're looking to add that third dimension to your gameplay, then yep. really look into RP and uh, the Knights of Sokan is a really, really great way to start that. Yes. Yes. Agreed. Agreed. Absolutely. So anyway, you can join these guilds. You can go to loreseekerspodcast.com. Go to the affiliate page. If you want to read more about our guild, Meridia's Order of Guardians. Uh, you can read that there. There's a link there. It talks about... It's, it's the actual official post on the forum, so you can read about everything by the GM. But uh, anyway, don't forget, iTunes reviews, five stars, read them on the show. Call us, 765-382-6961. You can email us, loreseekerspodcast at gmail.com. We hope you guys enjoyed the show. It's good to be back. And uh, you know what? We'll see you next Friday. Dilly dilly. Have a good week. <laughs>